When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. I'm Hannah Norris, I'm your host, and I'm here with my Dar- husband. Dar- Donnelly, <laughs> yeah. your co-host. Yeah, my, my sidekick. Um, and this is a podcast about pregnancy. We've started releasing these episodes, so we've been recording them throughout the whole course of my pregnancy up to this date. So if you do want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, that's all at Pod, and you can email us at gmail, cheggerspod at gmail.com. Yeah, I think, yeah that is it, yeah. yes. And then you can get through to us if you'd like to send through any questions or thoughts yeah. or what else, Carl? Tips. Tips. Advice. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's what we started this for. Yeah, because we're currently at um, week 20 of my pregnancy, which is halfway through supposedly Um, and this is our 15th episode of this so being at the halfway point we have a very special guest with us today (laughs) Um, she's flown all the way from Australia just to do this and um, she's actually here um, she's an actor performing at Soho Theatre coming up very soon from the 17th to 22nd of February in a show called After You Um, and her name is Angela Norris, and she's my mom. Good morning, Hannah and Hi. Carl. Hello. Hi, mom. Hello, mother-in-law. Isn't this exciting? <laughs> Welcome Ooh. to your first podcast. <laughs> yes, it's your first ever podcast. Well, yes, I've never seen one done either, with all these microphones and sitting uh, on high stools. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're giving away the, the magic, well, the behind-the-scenes magic. Well. Got to sort of open some doors, don't you? You're opening plenty of doors. Hey. We, we might have to change the stall situation as you get further along. Just yeah, we'll realise these stalls are actually quite difficult up, for yeah. the heavily pregnant lady. Carl did tell me that the two of you were looking at nursing chairs yesterday. We That's were. right. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'd, I'd not even thought about it. And then I obviously picked your mum up from the airport. Mm-hmm. And on the drive back, we got chatting about pregnancy stuff. We did. And um, you, what, you said that you told me about your pregnancy oh, chair, I had your this, nursing chair. Well, I had this wonderful chair that I could sit in that had two very wide arms. So you could put biscuits on one side because <laughs> if you wake up in the middle of the night, you need to eat an arrowroot biscuit or something like that just to calm your nerves, to feed you. So you've got the supply coming through. Yeah. It was very comfortable. And then you could fall asleep if you wanted to. Nursing Which one? Bubba. What chair? I don't remember. There, there was that wicker cane chair. No, there, there were two big armchairs that uh, came from your dad's flat. Yeah. And they were very comfortable. They were pretty low. Yeah. But it meant that when you came along and you had your friend Emma there, when you were about two or three, you would jump and jump and jump to the point that the springs just came through. So there was a bit like yes. a mini trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get rid of them after a while. But that was your nursing chair? Yes. Right. And that it was handy because you could put biscuits on it. And is it good because it's lowered down? Is that well? More? It was comfortable. You weren't very far off the floor, but you didn't want to be too low because, it, well, getting down and having to hold a baby. Yeah, yes. I, I saw one on an antiques website yesterday. Mm. Obviously, naturally, straight Carl, away. That's Carl's vibe. I always I start looking at old ones. I found a bit. Victorian one. Oh yes, I might know. It might have even been earlier than that. It was. Oh, we're talking like hundred and fifty. A two-year-old would jump on it. How many times before it broke? Oh, I mean, the thing, it looked amazing from the first picture, which was quite a distant photo. Yeah. Uh, and then I, on a closer inspection, it was. It hadn't been reupholstered in like hundred and fifty years, <laughs> yeah. and it was an absolute state. That's <laughs> like again, you could get baby sick all over it. You could really. Yeah. Well, that's why. Then I looked it. at some new ones. There's actually new ones that are affordable and look really. Um, useful and they've actually got everything you need they've got pockets and things that you can put oh. stuff 
mm. like a saddlebag on a bike. Yeah, they were mm. on both arms. Mm, perfect. So, yeah, so you could literally have everything so you need. So many biscuits. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and bottles of water or glasses of water. Yeah. Yes. Keep your fluids up. Not gin and tonics. No, no. I've already, I've already given away the fact that you got gin and tonic brought to you in hospital. I heard yes. about that. <laughs> yeah. So when was it? It was before you gave birth to me? Well, I sort of remember it being four because I had to go in about 10 to 12 days before you were born because you were a little person already causing grief. Not really. (laughs) No, you were transverse and only about 5% do that positioning. So we knew you were going to be special. Yes. Yes. And you still are. (laughs) But that's why you had to go in 10 to 12 days before because I was, that's transverse means that I was sideways. Well, yes. And I wasn't going to turn around. No, just right up above the sort of top of the placenta wherever underneath the boobs so breathing was really difficult moving was really difficult was I kicking your lungs and things I've no like idea that? what you were kicking <laughs> <laughs> but I was kicking things oh yes going to be a ballet dancer or a footballer I am neither of those things no. I tried ballet for a bit I, me- I remember trying ballet when I was about Four, four or five. five you didn't like that because you had to stand in a certain position have your arms in a certain position you had to do what you were told yeah I remember there was like I had to I wasn't allowed to do the dancing bit until I could do a position oh it was awful it was stupid yes. ballet sucks no it doesn't <laughs> I love ballet because when I was about four I danced with a famous ballerina well, who went on to be famous with the a saddle as well Lynn Seymour see she's a famous I, know. Famous, I didn't know about that one's not that one's not in our show oh. Well, there you go. Put that in. So famous. Um, So, yeah, at the halfway mark, Carl, do you remember what kind of um, fruit or vegetable it is, size it is? Um, Hang on, what was it last time? I can't remember last time. Was it courgette last time? Yeah. So courgette, I reckon this time it is a turnip. No. What about a cucumber? Could be a cucumber. (laughs) Small butternut squash. No, it's a Belgian endive. Oh, what endive. is that? <clears throat> endive. We. Oui. It's what? like a lettuce. I reckon it's sort of like a cos lettuce. Okay. That sort of size. Yes. So it's ten inches long. Oh now. my word! Gosh. Which is long. Yeah. And apparently, at this point now, until now, the baby gets measured from the crown to the rump. Yes. Head to bum, but now it's head to toe. Oh. But I don't think it's I don't think it's stretched out ten I don't I mean I'm probably not even ten inches wide. No, you're a petite. <laughs> um no uh yeah, I reckon you're about ten inches. Hey, wide. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> no, but I reckon um yeah, but babies never they never just stretch yeah, out. Ne- <laughs> they never do a full on Superman no. pose, do they? I don't know. Apparently now it's when they, they start practicing stretching and things like that and okay. doing punching and, and kicking and all those sorts of things. Um so over the last week over this week we've had two scans yes because we had to go back in to the premature clinic um to see how over the last week how my cervix is going um so i've been on progesterone for the last week and we went back in and it has grown it has lengthened yeah a few millimeters yeah so it had been at three centimetres and it had shortened to 2.5 centimetres, which is why they got concerned and put me on progesterone. And now it's at 2.7 centimetres. And so we're going back again on Monday to check that to see yeah. if it's still lengthening. And if it does, then hopefully that will be fine and I won't have to have a stitch put in to stop the baby from falling out early. Oh, That's what they were afraid you'd do. When really? I was put in earlier, yes, they thought maybe a leg would come dangling out or something. So really? They'd better go in, lie down, so you're under control. Yes. A leg come dangling. Well, out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's probably what was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't know all this stuff. No, no. Well, I mean, neither we're learning, but that's yeah. That's I never learned anything. Didn't you? No. What did, what did you know about pregnancy then? Not very much at all because I don't read books like you two do. <laughs> yeah. Just we'd go to the clinic. I was in the geriatric section because I was yeah, 32. Yeah, geriatric. Yeah, but in those days, 32 was geriatric and yeah. we would be isolated, I suppose. Were Yes, put away from all these young things. We're about 18, 20s. Yes. Because we so might this, catch This was back in 1979, just so everybody knows. Yes, back in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> I was alive for 19 days in the 70s. 
Yes. And you're still alive. How many decades yeah. is that you've been oh, part of? Oh, was it? 70s, 80s, 90s, 2007. I mean, it's my sixth decade. <laughs> <laughs> you're in your 60s then. Yeah. Oh, really? I think I that's so love, funny. I find it so funny. <laughs> I'm married to somebody who's six decades old. <laughs> yeah. I'm in my ninth de- decade, aren't I? Yeah, 73. Like <laughs> Gosch. Probably, you're probably a centurion just about. Almost. Um, yeah, so you'd get put in isolation mm. to keep you, you old. Well, yes, we were told different things, which wasn't much that I can remember. <laughs> but then you get baby brain, you can't remember much, really, when you're expecting. I think I, I'm, I'm all right at the moment. You, yeah, I, yeah, a lot I of mean, the... I've been busy. I've been yeah. having to remember a lot of stuff. Yes. And I've been managing to do that. And you've locked yourself out. That was ages ago. And we yes, but that's that. still part of baby brain. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I think you know. In that early stage when you were just super tired. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, you, you could see that mm. you know, that you were probably you know had a lot to think about in a time when your brain probably yeah. and your body was so exhausted. Do you but mean, I think you've like yeah. I've, I've yeah. not noticed any any difference at yeah. all mentally. <laughs> so my stomach's popping out. I mean, sure. oh, physically now in this last, I, I'd say the last week, mm-hmm. it has gone crazy. Yeah, mm. expanding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a bump now. Like you bought them um, maternity trousers, you bought leggings, leggings, like that have the over bump thing. Yeah, you it's like yeah. It's it looks proper. like I'm about nine months pregnant. Yeah, it does. <laughs> when you, but I think you were pushing it out. So. I wasn't pushing. I'm trying not to hold it in. I'm still doing that thing because I know that usually I just hold my stomach in. I think when I walk so around, I. being a um. Being an Actor. lady, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just having like to release that and relax it a bit <sighs> is um yeah it's not pushing it out it's just re- it's just relaxing it out I think yes um do you remember did you did you have morning sickness with me I've got a brother as well so mum's yeah there's there's two of us <laughs> sorry Stephen um well there was another one before you were due yes that's what I wanted I was to ask you about feeling as well. nauseous with that one and I felt a little bit with you but with Stephen I actually threw up. Yeah, right. So there were fl- ebbs and flows, yeah. feeling yuck. Yeah, so you did, before I was born, you did have a miscarriage. Yes. And I've always known that. And yes. that the, the, you would call the baby Leo. because it, Due in August. Yeah, it was due in August. So in my mind, I've only just realized now, since being pregnant, I always have imagined, Leo, that it was a boy. And the idea of you having a miscarriage, I imagined you being fully pregnant and then it just went away but that's not the case is it no it was horrible how, we're in australia on holidays how early on how early it was, was sort it? of 12 to 16 weeks i'm not really sure yeah right so in the, in the early days yes. Yeah. oh yes yeah but it was so painful horrible. was it yes do you do you, what what do you <laughs> well we'd been to um picnic at hanging rock place yeah. in in victoria and been climbing over rocks and things like that and it was around the australia day long weekend yeah and just terrible pains. I don't remember. Well, they probably were worse when I was giving birth, but then I was there was intervention. Yeah. But uh, yes, it was just horrible. Doubled did, did over you, with pain start, and bleeding and everything. And that was at Hanging Rock. That no, that started, no, okay. no. There was a bit of spotting, but I thought yeah. I'd eaten too much beetroot. Really? Yes. <laughs> Had you been eating a lot yes. of beetroot? Okay. <laughs> and did you did you then go to, straight to hospital or what was the? No, no, I was at home. Didn't go to a doctor or anything, and then they thought. Uh, you know, I was staying with mum and dad and Mike would sort of think, we better take you off somewhere. So I can't remember if I went in an ambulance or was just driven to some private yeah. clinic. Or, I can't remember. I think we visited a doctor when I was out there initially just to check because I'd only just discovered doing that thing with the stick and the wee yeah, and what have you. Yeah. Yes. So you found out you were pregnant in Australia? No, just before we left. Oh, right. yeah. And I did feel nauseous on the plane because where we sat, all the cooking smells made me want Ugh. to throw up. So I didn't particularly like that. No. And then met up with friends and... Quite a few of them were pregnant, so I was part of the club and thought, this is so exciting. And then it Did kind you, of... No, no drinking? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then it was... How long was your trip to Australia? I think we were away six weeks. We had to extend it another week because I had the miscarriage in yeah. hospital. And I can remember being taken back to mum and dad's and it was Australia Day weekend and we had sort of flowers and there was an Australia Day flag and feeling really sad because I'd lost what I was expecting, which I didn't know I was going to have anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that is... That, However, that that's is. life. Had it gone full term, you wouldn't have been here. That's yeah. right. So it was meant to be that that happened, otherwise there's you wouldn't thing, be I here. Think, I think there's a term for it now, because it's like rainbow babies is what people oh, call it. It's yes. like, I think, 
Well, <laughs> I actually don't know. I just know there's a hash. People talk about rainbow babies. And I think that's after you've had a miscarriage when you have a baby. Oh, it's a bit like dogs going over the rainbow bridge when you lose your dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do. When you go over there and you're eventually greeted at oh, the end, all these dogs are going to be there to say, hello, oh, I remember you. It is. I've just Googled it. It says a rainbow baby is a term for a child born to a couple who have previously lost a child due to miscarriage, stillbirth or death during infancy. Uh, yeah. These subsequent pregnancies can bring strong feelings of anxiety, guilt, and even fear, <sighs> which I, I mean, Hannah causes you those constantly, Still. even currently. So. Hey. <laughs> Never, no. <laughs> All the expect expectations were put onto her, and they still are. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's why I knew, I knew I had to do a podcast, otherwise I never would have made it in my in my parents' <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Been badgering me for years. No, never. <laughs> um, that's so. Uh, yeah, that's just really. It. I realised that I hadn't really figured that out in my head, and it's the same. So the show that Mum and I are doing together after you is quite. We've talked about a lot of stuff. Yes. from our own lives in that and actually working on the show was the first time we talked about babies was and it a, are we do you remember have we ever talked about it before no that day in the rehearsal room no, i don't remember that much either <laughs> no that i'm getting old no but that that was i knew that it was something i wanted to talk to you about because i never yes. had and i was getting to that age where either it was going to happen or it wasn't going to be part yes. of my life um and so yeah, I mean, we you you're not one of those people who had strong, like I'm you you must give me a grandchild. I need to be a grandparent. Do you? I've seen my friends who are grandparents. Oh, <laughs> what's that? Well, they don't have any free time for a start. Yeah, they're constantly picking up children yeah. at play group or school, uh, taking them to swimming and all sorts of other activities. And I thought, oh, poor things, they don't have a life. Yeah, and they're all so tired. So you're happy to have your own life. Well, yes. Yeah. Plus, we're going to be across the other side of the world from each other. So. Which is very sad, actually, now that I'm near here with you and see the bump. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But you also what, don't have the, um, the hassle of having to look after a child. Well, I'd quite like to. I like them more when they're at the toddler stage and we're doing finger painting and activities like yeah, that. Yeah. Not the crying, pick you up, you're still not <laughs> going to sleep or lying down, <laughs> which happened. Yeah. Not So not too fussed about the baby bit. But you are going to come. I, I mean... The thing I suggested, I was like, do you think you and dad want to come out after I've had the baby to meet them? Of course. Like, oh, oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think your dad wants to be here. He yeah. definitely wants to be here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think I've, I've said on a previous episode, I think he's been a grandfather in waiting for quite a long time. Yes. Mum just rolled her eyes when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's been a great uncle for a long time. He has, Nearly 50 he? years or more. So, yes, yeah. he's always expected his turn as a grandfather. Yeah. I had mm. to, yeah. So it's his turn. It's coming mm. up. Um, and so al along with the premature scan that we had this week, we also had our 20-week scan. Yes. Oh. So that's, that's the big one. That's yes. where they measure everything. Um, it's quite like she's going through and, and going, oh, yeah, there's, a, there's the left arm. You can see, yep, there's the forearm, there's the that, there's the right arm, there's oh. five fingers, there's five yeah. wow. fingers. So you can't, I, I had that feeling of expectation each time we're finding a new limb going, yeah, yeah. is it going to be there? Oh, it's there, it's yeah, there, yeah. cool. It was, it's, it's weird, isn't it? And the organs as well, because they really yeah. go through every element of the little human that's um, building. Definitely. And also, I, this is, comes from the lack of knowledge and understanding or, you know, I genuinely thought of that 20 week scan was more for us to see it at 20 weeks. Yeah, I thought it'd be she'd be going up, oh, there's your baby. But actually, it was much more us just sitting back while she measured things <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for a long time. And then I had to go for a walk because the baby wouldn't turn around. Yeah. And um, the sonographer needed to measure the heartbeat oh. so i had to go for a 15 minute walk and we walked around wormwood scrubs prison yeah. oh. around the outside <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> and um jiggled around a lot and then when we came back the baby had turned over and could see the heartbeat yes. and we'd get all those readings um, and part of that was also we had the opportunity to find out the gender if we wanted to oh. um now i've for a while i've been like i'm not fussed really about knowing but do i need Carl a tissue i don't know <laughs> um but yeah, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't like dead set. Like I have to know, but yes. just a few people we've talked to, and it's people we've talked to on here, like yeah. Tanya Edwards, is a good example of somebody who 
you know, she just said that it really helped her. Knowing the sex really helped her build an idea of the little person in yes. them, her mind so she could start. So if it was a boy, she'd be like thinking, mm. I'm going to start thinking about getting to know my son. And actually, once she's put it in those terms, I was like, that's actually a really... That, that appeals to me, I yeah. think. Yeah, and I wasn't fussed until kind of the day when it was leading up to it and I got really excited about the idea of finding out yes. what it is. So we haven't told mum yet. No, so is it Gary or Sherry? Well, more like a Sherry, probably. <laughs> well, I've said I would call a girl Gary as well. I know, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Abella. So, yeah, it's a girl. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, I do need a tissue. <laughs> oh. I'm going to get oh, my tissue because she's crying oh. a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Did you have any instincts as to what it would be? Well, inside me, I was hoping it would be a little girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, because I, I didn't, I genuinely don't or didn't have a preference, oh. but I think we talked about it and I, would, I've, I feel like there was a little tiny part of me that was sort of thinking, oh. oh, it would be really nice to have a little girl. It's nice having a girl first. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes. they're so gentle that's, that's and thoughtful exactly it, I think. and kind and loving. And the boys can be all those things as well. Yes. Of course. Yes. But for, course from they, every, they can also be a bit more punchy. Well, I think everyone I know from who's raised kids and have got kids now that are into a bit older say, you know, it's a bit of a stereotype, but boys are boys are harder in the first ten years. Girls are amazing. And like they they're like lovely for life. the first oh. ten years. But then teenage <laughs> yes. years, girls because they become you you may you might worry more about them than you would a boy. Yes. That just that, that sort of the balance shifts. So your anxieties right. are much higher for boys when they're, yeah, they're young and mm-hmm. but it flips around in the teens well with a boy you just worry about one penis but with a girl you worry about a million about every single <laughs> one in the world <laughs> well one of the things i read is that um uh, if it's a girl which she is um she already has seven million eggs in her ovaries oh, my word. so there's that thing that my grandchild is in there. Oh. This is this thing that does my head in every time I Maybe try to figure it out. What if she doesn't want to have kids? Yeah, fine, <laughs> stop, fine, fine. Stop putting pressure on our daughter at this stage. <laughs> or her daughter. <laughs> I carried my grandchild. You will have one. <laughs> so um, that's cool. And along with that, though, <clears throat> we got to the end of the scan. Oh, dear. Because yeah, she was like, well, the way she told us was like, do you want to know the gender? We went, yeah. And she said, well, it, it looks like a girl. Like, cool, she said, because there's nothing between the legs. legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Carson was like, could be a boy with no dick. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah. But who knows it, these days? Yes, I think it's a girl. Um, so uh, we got to the end of the scan and she was printing things out. And then she was, then she just started staring at the screen and was like, I don't <gasps> understand what's happening. Ooh. And she kept asking about the dates. Yeah. Oh. Have you got the date like... Because we did IVF, we know the extraction date of the eggs and when the embryo was put back in. So are they correct? Like, yes, yes, yes. Anyway, it turns out it's massive. (laughs) Yes, really. Like it's in the very, very top percentile of baby sizes. Like 90% in the 90th percentile. Mm. Um, Which when Carl said to me, you said it was a massive giant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought he said it was Massive Janet. Uh-oh. So <laughs> that's that's her current nickname, yeah. Massive Janet. <laughs> um, so yeah, Massive Janet has uh, yeah. The, and the, she asked me, you know, have you looked? Did you look at your results from last time? I was like, no. And then I looked the other day when we came home, and on all the scales, like it's right up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right up in the high end. Mm. And there's something about the blood pressure, blood stuff. That was where one of one of the readings was right off the chart because mm. um, they measure the blood pressure and the blood like restriction yeah. or something like the yes. pumping and the restriction. Um, but she was staring at it and she's like, "Everything looks fine to me. Like it's yeah, every she's just organ, a large every baby. limb, every single thing. It looks perfect. But but she's just massive. But and it's and it's now alerting me that it's high risk. <gasps> so." She's like, but I don't understand why it's saying that because yeah. all the elements to me look mm-hmm. fine. So I don't know why it's giving me that reading. Yes. And so she went to chat to someone else. And basically the outcome of that is don't worry, but we've got more scans. Wow. Yeah. So at this stage, I think I counted the other day. And I think if we get no more added in apart from the ones we've had and the ones that are booked in, we will have had 12 scans oh, yeah, I know. by the time 
she's born. Delivery. It's all the radiation from that. They're growing it bigger. <laughs> so many scans. It's like the Incredible Hulk. Yes. So, but it's also what she said. You know, if it's smaller, that's when you worry. that's when you worry yeah, yeah, more yeah. That, that that the baby's not growing properly. Yes. But I don't know. I don't know. Like there was no kind of situation that she proposed for us of what might happen like no she said she just she, suddenly gets too massive like too big well i think that was it she said she out. said literally like she's from looking at even the fact that it's big and the thing saying like <clears throat> there's a risk the risk wasn't to the baby she was saying all the readings and everything she's looked at organ wise everything looks like the, ba- the baby's absolutely fine yeah she said but the problem with having a big baby it starts starting to become a concern for the mother mm-hmm. so and she also mentioned um a gestational diabetes diabetes as a as a very small percentage like there's a chance mm-hmm. that it could be something like that that you might add a 20, i think they're going to test you for that yeah some next scan. time yeah 28 weeks maybe yeah um which you know i do like sugar but you don't think i eat crazy amounts of sugar no i mean i think you i mean you've got a really healthy diet you just have the odd bit of sugar there's going to be there's there's people whose diet would have so much more sugar in than yours yes yeah but it's, it's it, that it might just be you know, every case is different, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's not it's gestational diabetes. I think can just happen to anyone. Yeah, it's where your body. Well, I read up on it, obviously, oh, mm-hmm. good, good, uh, good, and it said man. it's just where your body just starts processing the sugars differently. It's not mm-hmm. something that you're having too much. It's just it's not um, breaking it down properly. Mm-hmm. So it can happen to anyone. Yeah, but then that is something that you know is only a, a, a chance. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, and obviously we like we're, it's amazing actually how well monitored. Extraordinary. But yeah. I was thinking about that as well just yesterday going, in the old days, you would just get pregnant, have a couple of doctor's appointments, no scans or anything. They would sort of, I don't know, they would know that it's growing, probably measuring your stomach Girth. or, yeah, yes. seeing how big you were and then you would give birth and they... Yes, all the in things, the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the things along the way. There'd be no no measuring of what the limbs are like or what the yeah. heartbeat is no. like or whatever, anything of that. So this kind of, you know, really checking in, I guess it's why they, they're still, you know, there's so many scans in place because they're still, I'm sure they're still figuring that stuff out. And they're very thorough. And when yeah. I was expecting you, we had a few scans, but hardly any of my friends had scans because yeah. it was fairly unusual. But because you would always be in a difficult position (laughs) and they would try to turn you and you never would and you'd go back again um the scans showed that that's where you were yeah Mm -hmm. and you mean friends over here because you yes like me you were in london at the time and and i was born here just down the road actually yes on harrow road that hospital was demolished yeah (laughs) too they couldn't there was no babies to be born after this one (laughs) to um yeah. And what a hospital it was. It was St Mary's, attached to St Mary's Paddington, St Mary's Harrow Road. Yeah. And the pregnant mums were the only inhabitants, patients at the time. We were on two sort of wards levels, I believe. And quite a few of us were in there earlier, I guess, for gestational diabetes and other things. Being geriatrics and stuff. Well, yes, but no, just being sideways and having sort of meals there you were monitored with everything and one time just going in to have a lunch with a salad and what have you there's a little worm on the lettuce sort of oh, wriggling its way no. across the, the lettuce so it wasn't a very hygienic place <laughs> it was extraordinary and that's but probably that, why I mean, it was torn down but that is that's organic lettuce well it was which yes. you wouldn't get in hospital these days necessarily no, so no. potentially it was more but, hygienic than Lettuce that's been sprayed with all sorts of Yes, but I didn't eat it. The worm? No. (laughs) Did you eat the lettuce? I don't think so. (laughs) Hello there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela Sandbury podcast. It's a funny one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And what did, like, because uh, in your pregnancy, did you have cravings or what was your food like? Well, I remember with the first one because the one Leo, with Leo. I, I was very into taramasalata and Mike was working up in Scotland quite a lot and I knew there was a Greek uh, restaurant down Finchie Road so I'd walk down there and I'd get my taramasalata and I'd go back and eat it. I was working, of course. And I don't know whether that was then a cause because they didn't tell you don't eat oh, yeah, soft cheeses, don't eat this, don't eat yeah. that. You just ate normally. They didn't have any of those rules. And I think with you, I was probably more into fruity things. But I remember with Stephen, it was pizza. Yeah. And he loves pizza. So I, I really can't remember all the cravings that I might have had. Yeah. But I'm sure there were some. Yeah. I'd have to ask your dad, I think. Yeah. Mm. Another episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in terms of like, because at the moment, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm just sorting out what clothes I'm wearing r- right now. Mm-hmm. The sort of clothes, like, you know, there's the f- quite a fashion at the moment that you wear. You can wear tight stuff, but that was that. Well, Laura Ashley was in fashion then, so I had a couple of Laura Ashley long dresses. I used to wear a lot of long dresses, so you couldn't really tell. So Is I that because you were hiding it a little bit, or it wasn't? No, I just think it was fashionable. That's what I liked wearing, some yeah. dresses. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I wasn't really into trousers, because when you were working in those days, you didn't wear jeans to work. You had to be more or less fairly smart, sort of nine-to-five office-type attire. Yeah. So you dressed accordingly. And when you were pregnant with me, how long, how much, how long did you work until? Um, I think it was a couple of weeks before I went into hospital, so probably about 36 weeks. Because just before you were born, I worked at an organisation that arranged conferences. Yeah. And one of the conferences we did was at Leamington Spa, Mm. and it was a television broadcast for Channel 4 called Them and Us. And it was about sort of the office management versus shop floor workers so Mm. people came in who were held managerial positions in big companies and then there were people who worked on the shop floor and it was all televised it was over about five days that this was going on that's a very sort of grand spa place and I just had the admin job you had to welcome people as they arrived so I was pretty gross and big hello welcome you know your bedroom's along there or morning tea will be at such and such a time so that's what I was doing up until about 36 weeks so you were already on television yeah <laughs> and it was shown on tv and i remember just the uh the settings because they'd have the rooms all set up with the cameras and the cameramen and all the uh, people who go along with it and the guys that i worked with they'd be there the bosses putting their heads in their hands and thinking and contemplating and discussing what was going on within the group and as soon as they'd finished that session i'd have to have the morning tea already they'd bring it up for me to serve and say here you are cup of tea sugar biscuit and it was always the cameramen and all those people who came first to be fed, not the ones who'd been sitting sweating under the lights. Ah. But it was quite an interesting series and it was done over, I don't know, four or six weeks or something shown on Channel 4. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I was on TV when I was inside my mum's <laughs> tummy and now my daughter's going to be on stage oh, yeah. inside my stomach. That's cool. Yes. With my mum. <laughs> yes. The three generations of oh, us there. Yes. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. It's weird. And it's like, I, I've, you know, the interesting thing with the show is that when we first performed it last year, that pregnancy and that idea about not being sure if I was going to become pregnant or if there would, that would happen ever and if there would be any one after me um, was a big part of the show. And obviously that's happened in the meantime. Magic. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I do. I do think that partly from us talking about it and sort of it becoming um, a conversation and not something hidden or, 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 yeah, not something hidden that helped make it happen in a way. Yeah. Thanks for my help. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for your help. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for your help. Um, Carl, was there anything that you 
had that you wanted to ask about? Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> how was, uh, I mean, obviously, Michael, uh, your husband, my father-in-law, Hannah's dad. Yes. How was he during the pregnancy? My pregnancy? Yeah. Well, always very caring. Yes. And yes, he just, he's always been a good cook. I don't know, he was working very hard as well. We both just worked. Yeah. And yes. I think yeah. he was just always there because he didn't know any more than I did. Yeah, because obviously, it's, I mean, in terms of the when people think about it, those times compared to now, mm-hmm. but like it's almost like you sort of assume it would all be very much more traditional roles. Where like mm-hmm. the, the dads didn't take much. Well, he didn't come along to hospital appointments, and I can remember having to catch the tube from Swiss Cottage to Paddington. You'd have to change it wherever it Baker was, Street. Baker Street, yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere like that. And people never stood up for you on the tube. Really? You might be going for an early appointment. And that, I found that really tedious because you were feeling tired and you think, why don't they stand up? Now and you can have those badges, baby on board. Yeah, yeah. which Hannah's still refusing to wear. Really? Yeah. Too oh. embarrassed. <laughs> I think you're now at a point you should, you, you could, I mean, I you... I still don't need to, I haven't it's visible. I know, no, but I mean, it's visible now. Travelling, yes. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't needed to use it. No, but Mike was very caring about everything, so he's... Yes. Yeah. He um his his he, that his advice to you was about preparing for a siege. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which and someone else was saying the other day that that idea when people say to you you have got to do batch cooking. Yeah. Just going, "Oh yeah, sure." But how helpful and useful that really yes, is to yeah. have all those things in the mm. house once once the time comes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I was a cesarean as well. Yes. You were going to be born naturally, yeah, and they'd set the date for Friday the 14th of December. And I suppose on the 12th I was feeling sick and I was throwing up and my back was aching, but I didn't have any labour pains or anything like that. I just felt yuck. And so they'd keep coming along, they'd do this monitor things, they'd put them on your tummy the whole time, and they were constantly doing that the whole time I was in there and I had no idea what they were doing. But obviously they were just checking heartbeats and so forth. Yeah. And then they suddenly said, oh, emergency cesarean. And wow. so that sort of happened rather than saying you were due on a date you were actually delivered that day the 12th so you don't know why they suddenly declared well because i guess you were getting stressed or something because you couldn't come out sideways i don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't elbow where's the hole <laughs> yeah. and my cervix never went sort of very far open either dilation whatever it is yeah dilation yeah <laughs> see i don't even know the terms no but I, I mean i've only just learned that because from reading stuff really <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the dilation of the cervix. But I think Dad remembers the numbers of the dilation of your yes, cervix. Yes, Well, he's a statistician. Statistician, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've been working, I've been doing full-time work the past three weeks, which... Exhausting. Oh, yeah, exhausting. But I've finished, I've finished that now and we get into rehearsing and working on the show yeah. a bit more. So at the moment, yeah. I have been, dri- when I've been driving... Um, I started blaring Radio 3 uh, yeah. <laughs> to For get music. some classical music oh, yes. into uh, my uterus because it's supposed to be good yes. for babies. <laughs> and I think that the thing that I learned about the way that – because they can hear and they respond to sort of changes in pitch is, is it's much more – rather than sort of speaking on one tone, mm-hmm. it's all the changes that when they hear them and they're yes. talking quietly and yeah. softly. And that's, that's sort of the, the melody of speech is what they can tune into what do you more. Mean, that baby show we watched that was on BBC, mm. what was that called? Yeah, that one. It was really good. They did this um, show where they did loads of psychological mm-hmm. experiments, makes it sound really sinister, but actually yes. it was really fun little experiments with babies uh, up to like sort of, you know, toddler age to, to oh, sort yes. of see what stages they develop certain skills and it, they did a test in language, mm. and you know, so, you know, sort of baby speak mm. when when adults talk to babies and they do that. Yes. Apparently, babies actually respond much better to the that exact thing, the sort of shifting tones and the higher pitch bits. And because mm-hmm. if you just speak quite monotone, babies just it's boring, isn't babies it? Get... Yeah. Whereas actually, there's a, the reason baby speech developed was because that's how we develop language. The rhythmical bit. Yeah, yes. it's meant to be a bit of fun and yeah, but maybe yeah, it's the melody of it, isn't it? And that's what like putting the classical music on. You, I can hear that much more in the music than kind of more modern, more modern sounds. That's crazy experimental jazz. Oh yeah, that that's going to do something for sure. Yes. <laughs> I haven't found that radio channel though. 
Okay, yes, yeah, I don't think there is a freeform jazz dab radio station. I think Carl Donnelly could be hosting that in a few yeah. years' time. You're welcome to DAB, Jazz FM. Well, I think you were probably rhythmical because I worked in an office at the time yeah. in the word process or actually the uh, golf ball typewriter, so you'd be hearing a lot of tapping going uh, yeah. on, so that's probably why you're so good at tap dancing. <laughs> or used to be. Developed good rhythm, rhythm yeah. yeah. I do have good rhythm, yeah. Mm. I did tap dancing from the age of five, five till 11. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Gosh, they're, they're the founding years. But mum's done it ever since, yes. since I was five until now. Yes. 30, <laughs> 35 years. That's why you're so good at yes. tap dancing. I can't do wings though, <laughs> things like that, but that's all right. If you learn those when you're little, you can still do them when you're older. Yeah. Technique. Um, do you know, I had, I had, I had a sexist thought um, today. Did you? Yeah, my friend... David Quirk, yes. he's a comedian in Australia. He has a skateboard with his name on it, which I've wanted to get since they came out last year. Just yeah. to, I don't skate, but I was like, I'd love just a David Quirk skateboard because that's oh. a really awesome thing to have because I love him. Um, and today I saw someone post a picture of one on Instagram and I was like, oh, I probably, like I went, oh, if we were having a boy, I would get that. Uh, still have it for a girl exactly but I had that I had that sexist I had that sexist thought I hadn't prior to that I hadn't thought about getting that skateboard for our child yeah even though I think that girl skaters are the cool I always wanted to be one I think they're the coolest but I didn't because I didn't want to hurt myself (laughs) so that's why well I mentioned we talked about you said what sort of cool clothes I can now purchase yes you know and I said tracksuits like little girls in tracksuits is well cool, isn't it? Yeah. Just a little Adidas tracksuit. Yeah. Yes. And I think we've st- we've started receiving um, offers of clothing and things Hand like that. Hand me down. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually picked. Oh, that was another thing this week. Um, the builder. I think I mentioned the builder who's been working with us at the studio. He had a push chair that he needed to get rid of in his garage, and he'd said he was going to bring it in for me. And I was out the other day doing some stuff, and I came back into the office and it was set up on my desk (laughs) just sitting there and I was I saw it and then I just didn't know how to operate it or take it move it take it down fold it take the break off fold it but you tell me it's more of a you know it's not for for later yeah it's kind of for when they're three four and also because it's not parent facing and I really want a parent facing push chair when they're little but I think we've got enough time to work out how to set it up that's what I'm saying. You can get out of the car and have a go okay. in a little bit. <laughs> so do you mean three, four years old or months? Mm, three, four years oh. old. Be walking by then. I yeah, but you, I mean, yeah. when you take Come them on. out and they don't want to walk. No, they walk. Then you, you force to... them to walk. Yes. You carry them on your shoulders. I can remember having to push Stephen in a pusher and you'd be on my shoulders. It was killing. But yeah, but I, remember, but I remember, but I also remember going out walking and Stephen being in the push chair. Yeah, well, you were three years older than him. Yeah, but he was, so two. He was, he was old enough to walk. <laughs> as far as so I was concerned. Five and he was two. <laughs> um, we both started walking at nine months. So. Yes. That's Heaven good. help you. I don't, know how, I don't know how old I was when I started walking, but I started reading at an like a scary age Gosh. like I was reading long before school like my parents and I sort of they sort of taught me but they said I just picked it up so I'd like my I'd be I'd read the newspaper that my parents Gosh. would buy when I was like four years old my brother did that too it's so weird isn't yes. it I must have been like I was a creepy little mm. kid looking back no you would I was advanced no but I mean I used to obsess about death and stuff like that so oh. I was quite a you know you're deep Yes. An old man. I was an old man in a young man's body. (laughs) Old soul. Yes. Um, The other thing with the the massive Janet (laughs) that's inside me, um, I thought... I said I was nine pounds eleven, but that's incorrect. You were just nine born. pounds. Yes. But still a big baby. Like yes. most people have kind of six pound seven, seven that's right, babies. Yes. Yeah. So and nine pounds is Yeah. And, and Stephen was nine four and I was nine four. Yeah, right. Yes. Um and Carl has a knee, a massive niece. Yeah, she's big. <clears throat> yeah. So maybe it's just it's just it. The next generation yeah. is gonna be massive. Yeah. We're creating giants. I don't yeah. know, because still some people have smallish babies. They measure them in kilos. The super child. That's growing right now. Yes. Um, so, but so yeah, I've changed my mind. I'm going to get a David Quirk's skateboard for her. Good. Definitely. 
Is that to be a baby present or when you're out there you'll buy it or yeah. what do you do? Uh-huh. Bring it back in the luggage. And get, get her on it from about 18 months. That's, yeah. If, Create if she's, a professional She's not going to walk, she has to skate. <laughs> no push chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to use reins? I don't think What's so. reins? Where you have a little harness on. I don't feel like. Oh, well, I, I knew that I did it with Stephen because often you'd catch a tube. We didn't have a car or anything so you'd have to catch a bus or catch a tube it was much safer to have him on reins yeah. holding hannah's hand yeah. when i was going through some old photos recently i discovered hannah was also on reins oh. so i thought that wasn't a sexist thing just from the point of view of having a little boy on them but it's just control of a child yeah because yeah. they're so quick you can be looking at your phone though we didn't have them then but you just have to always be aware that they're going to escape yes i kind of, I kind of thought that was a the reins was a thing from the past but I saw a photo of some friends who've mm. got their... Oh, I still see people son. on them all the time. Yeah. That's quite common. Well, they say it's sort of child cruelty now that you shouldn't do it. But I think from a safety point of view, it's very wise. Well, it's, I mean, there's no... I'd say if you're strapping a kid into a pushchair, they're still, they're still restrained, aren't yes. they? You know what I mean? I think I wouldn't see there being any difference between the two. Yeah. Um, but... But they're I, also walking and you're tiring them I out. Mean, but the one we're growing, I mean, there probably won't be reins strong enough to hold them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like a oh, horse and carriage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the other thing, um, you said this morning that Dad had sent an email because he was worried that he'd upset you two. I don't oh. know why. I think he may have dreamt it. He said that George, the dog, had woken him up three times in the night because I'm not there to sort of say, come up here, George. Yeah. And I think Stephen's gone away for a buck's night because one of his friends is getting married in a week's time. Yes. So Dad and George were alone in the house together. And George obviously thought... Where's mummy? Where's Stephen? Oh, daddy's there. I'll go up and wake him up. But he also said in his comment George in is the, the dog, email, did we say that? <laughs> that the fact that he woke up and he was worried that he'd upset you too. So I don't know any more than that. But you're constantly on his mind. Well, that was because yesterday I decided we would tell him the oh, gender before yes. we oh, told you. Because oh, you're always doing that. No, I thought it was the other way around. No. That he would... Well, you told him that you, or you sent him something first before you sent it to me. We no, you probably Dad didn't first. look at your... Maybe I'm just conscious of no, that. No, Because I know, because I've been doing a show with you, so he feels <laughs> left out. I know. So I thought I'd tell him first and I thought maybe I'd film the reaction in case it was oh, good. Oh, yes. What, what did he say? He was just like... Uh, another one. Oh, another one. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, another one of them. It's yeah. like, it's really... I was like... Oh, uh, oh, oh yeah, no wonder. Because yeah. <laughs> the thing was when we were expecting you, Hannah, uh, his parents had already ate nieces yes. uh, granddaughters yeah. so they never had a grandson so I thought oh we'll have a boy maybe we'll be special and when I was at the hospital for those 12 days whatever beforehand one of the nurses put wedding rings and wave them over your tummy and one of them said oh yes it's a boy it's a boy and I thought, oh really I'm so excited and then of course we had a girl I was so disappointed <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't really <laughs> that is news that has not been shared with me yeah. until now <laughs> And then when Stephen did come along, his parents couldn't have cared less. There was sort of... Oh, the same. Yeah, there was yeah. nothing special. Hmm. Oh, but it was a boy. Just... Yeah. Just yeah, to... I was trying to think, because Dad said, yeah, well, I thought so. Because my mum, my all, her, all her offspring, they have girls. And I was like, it's actually nothing to do. Like, it's Carl who... It's, the sperm yes. has the X or the Y chromosome that decides oh. whether it's a girl or a boy. Thank you, yeah. Carl. Thank you. Um, so you you that was you you giving me an ex yeah with my ex and um yeah I've been thinking about that logic and oh. I don't know why so that's why he thought he upset me but, uh, but we weren't upset at all I thought it was funny yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. so dad don't worry he didn't upset us much <laughs> at all <laughs> no at all don't be a stirrer <laughs> yeah oh. um so maybe on that note we should we start might... wrapping it up yeah Leave it. Wrap it up. Do you feel... Mum, is there any advice you think you should give me? Oh, I've got a little uh, article that I wish I'd known before I had you, but uh, I'd have to find that and read it out. But it's just okay. don't look at your phones, look at the baby. Just concentrate oh, yeah, yeah, all your that's... energy on them. Okay. I've just yes. bought a book that uh, I hopefully will have got mostly through by the next episode, which is called... I've got it here. It's... Um, oh, Hold on to your kids. And it's um, do you want to read me? Well, and it's based. It's by uh, Dr. Gordon Newfield and Gabor Mate. Mm-hmm. Who, and Gabor Mate is is really. I've really. I've watched TED talks of him. He's amazing. Uh-huh. He does a lot with, to do with addiction. And this book, like, it sounds good. It's about how how to make yourself sort of 
just how to be a good parent and in the right way in the modern age rather than let your kids sort of be too influenced by peer pressures oh yes so that well, I, it's one I, yeah I'm, I'm back on the parenting books yeah well, mm-hmm. what one are you reading at the moment i'm, I'm reading one called chasing the scream which is why what inspired which me could to, be about parenting well it's well. sort of it's about addiction <laughs> yeah and, um, mm-hmm. so yeah it's more about drug addiction but mm-hmm. it's in it oh that's what inspired this it, there's a, a good chunk about Gabor Mate he's done loads about addiction so it's I'm, I'm getting I'm done with that I read another book before that that led me onto that and now I'm coming back to parenting but you were also you were also gonna I saw you pick up the one by Professor oh it's a big one so, so Carl bought a book which is written by Addie who I went to primary school oh, with yes. Addie Leff yes, yes his mum yes. who's like Joan. a Joan, Joan yeah. Raphael left. Raphael, Raphael left. Yeah. Yes, yes. So Carl got a, it arrived one day. I was like, "That's that's Addie's mum." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so thick it, it's and a scientific. Big scientific, yes. like psychology of. Was, mm-hmm. was she at the parenting. Tavistock? Or, no, don't know. I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Um, mum's actually got this yes. thing in front of her. That it's she by to share. Diane Lumens. Mm-hmm. If I had my child to raise all over again, I'd build self-esteem first and the house later. I'd finger paint more and point the finger less. I would do less correcting and more connecting. I'd take my eyes off my watch and watch with my eyes. I would care to know less and know to care more. I'd take more hikes and fly more kites. I'd stop playing serious and seriously play. I would run through more fields and gaze at more stars. I'd do more hugging and less tugging. I'd see the oak and the acorn more often. I would be firm less often and affirm much more. I'd model less about the love of power and more about the power of love. That's nice. There you go. Mom. I thought you might have cried during no. that, but you managed to. <laughs> no. Just massive you managed Janet. to hold oh. off. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's going out to massive Janet. <laughs> so thank you very much for doing a podcast with us. How was it? It was fun. I enjoyed fun. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say scary, but no, it was fun. But you yeah. have to start your own now, you and Michael. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one now. You okay. could do a grandparents podcast. <laughs> yeah, or two vegan ed- idiots um, guest. Yeah. <laughs> one oh, of no. Carl's little. <laughs> vegan one. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I should yes. let you meet Julian. Although you have been drinking oat milk yes, since you first got here. Yes. Yum. That is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we might have mm. a convert. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for being here, Mum. Thank you, Carl. Thank you for listening. And do remember, get in touch with us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at CheggersPod. We'll see you next week. Bye. Heavy Pencil, a new comedy from Great Big Owl, the people who brought you Brian and Roger. Are you a client? Yes, yes, I'm a client. I'm the actor Michael Cork. The Observer called it a lovely thing, wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. No, 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 I've, I've been taken on as Fliss's assistant. You're the, the, you're the assistant's assistant. <laughs> yes, if you like. Heavy Pencil by Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. Great.